Welcome to Gold Coast Insider, where we bring you business insights, stories, opportunities, and forecasts from movers and shakers across the Gold Coast. I'm your host, Estella Rodigiro. I'm CEO of Regional Development Australia Gold Coast. It's my pleasure to welcome and chat with Martin Hall. Martin Hall is Chief Commercial Officer for the Bus Tech Group here in Burley. In addition, Martin is the long-standing president of the Gold Coast Chamber of Commerce, vice chair of the Gold Coast Community Fund, as well as a husband and father. Martin has been a transport industry professional for 14 years, during which time he was general manager at Surfside Bus Lines, overseeing a 900-plus strong workforce, including managing the public transport uplift for the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games in 2018 for Surfside. Martin is a passionate community advocate and spends much of his time doing community work that he deems as paying his rent for being on the planet. Welcome and great to have you on, Martin. Thanks, Estella. So, Martin, it's not hard to pick from your accent because you're never going to lose that. You're originally from the um, UK, but you did move here over to Australia in 2009. What brought you to Australia? Well, it's interesting because whilst being a Londoner by blood, I I actually studied my undergraduate degree in agriculture, um, leaving that behind quickly uh, to move into social housing management, which took me right up to 2009, where winds of change uh, brought me um, over to Redcliffe, just on the north of Brisbane, where I started my my career as a a school bus driver and and stayed there for a number of years. And as as you said, 14 years later, still, um, still hanging around the transport nuts. Okay, so you then came and saw the light and came to the wonderful Gold Coast in about 2015. And so tell us your story there. Well, I was really fortunate um, having a or had having had a great career in in buses with, with Hornibrook bus lines in, in Redcliffe. I was offered the opportunity to head up Surfside bus lines in 2015 as the general manager, um, which was uh, which was fantastic. So we, we moved the family um, to, to the Gold Coast, uh, looking after three depots, 900 staff and 400 plus buses. Um, and that really um, enabled me to embed um, what Surfside and public transport does and has for the uh, for the Gold Coast community. So you, you have a really interesting specialty and knowledge in integrating electric buses. From memory, this is an Australia first, is it? Can is it? Well, certainly, it's certainly a, a Gold Coast and Southeast Queensland first, because um, where I sit today, BusTech has designed and manufactured its own electric bus, which is now in operation in, in a multitude of places around Queensland and New South Wales. So it's again a real coup for the Gold Coast, but also the the sovereign capability, if you like, of, of Queensland. So electric buses, um, they're, they're obviously going to be a thing of, of that, that we're all going to have to move into. Um, so where do you see that going? Is How's that, how's that going to roll out? Look, the electrification of, of personal and public transport is not a uh, if, it's when. And I've got four children under, under 14 years old. And the chance of those kids actually having their own cars is very small because by the time they get round to it, they're going to be um, solely dependent on on-demand or rideshare. And with that same lens, those vehicles will more than likely, almost certainly be zero emission type vehicles, hopefully not full, fully autonomised, but certainly zero emission. So 
that evolution into to zero emission is a must from an environmental perspective, but also every state government, most world-leading governments are already committed to that zero emission journey. And Queensland, we're on track um, for 2025, where all new buses will be zero emission. And, and the initially, certainly this side of, of the Olympics, as an example, will be electric. Wow, that's so good. And we're leading it here on the Gold Coast by the sound of it, Martin. Well, look, we're, there's there's only three Australian bus manufacturers in the country. There's ourselves here in, in Burley and there's two others interstate. So we um, we really are um, at, at the pinnacle of what's going on and it's all ahead of us. Yeah. Now, you've been um, president of the um, Gold Coast um, Chamber of Commerce, Central Chamber of Commerce. How long have you been president for? Well, it wasn't until I wrote my um, AGM report this year, I realised it's my seventh year. Um, so pretty much as soon as I moved to the coast and started with service, I, I took up the presidency. I had been president of the um, Redcliffe Chamber of Commerce before moving to the coast, so um, a little bit aware of the movement, but we certainly do things a bit differently here on the coast and it's it's quite contagious. So, yes, yeah, seven years, um, seven years of Stella. And and I think you have um, from memory um, chatting to you about three hundred three hundred businesses on it. Or oh, look, the database is is thousands and thousands. Our membership sort of fluctuates depending on the cycle and when memberships are due. During COVID, when we offered free membership, we were, I believe, we were the largest chamber at one stage because it was free. So we we tipped over five hundred, nearly six hundred members. Oh. We're back around the three hundred members now, paid members. But what we do see is um, whilst we've got that paid membership, our events are generally, it's almost a 50-50 split of members and non-members and there's always new faces. So we don't really stick to the jurisdiction of only dealing with members because it's a really broad church, small business here on the coast. And having said that, your chamber recently hosted um, the Economic Health Check Breakfast in Service, which was attended by over 300 people and I went to it and it was it was an amazing event some incredible speakers one of the speakers and and at that event you talked all things Gold Coast economy you nothing was off the the table you talked about tourism health education constructions there was all sorts of topics um tourism was one of the interesting ones on the Gold Coast which is very much probably in your sector and they were saying that it's the biggest um, economic driver it's worth about five billion per year and it employs about 44,000 people um can you talk us through that because you must have a lot of um a lot of tourism businesses engaged in because of the where your your chamber sits but we, there's always a slightly swinging pendulum between the biggest um, employer and biggest um, contributor to the GDP of the coast, between manufacturing and tourism. The, the pendulum's more so in the tourism sector right now, but still chomping at the bit in third place is still um, uh, you know, um, care and support, um, particularly in, in those ancillary industries from a healthcare perspective and, and um, supporting those in the community that need it. But we have seen that that pendulum at the moment swinging back towards tourism, not least since we're out, semi out of the shadow of COVID. Um, but we're seeing a whole um, development of businesses, whether it be um, your food trucks, right the way through to your big event specialists and having the V8s back on track, excuse the pun, this year um, and going forward and the likes of the air show coming up in August. It really is... Um, you know, bonanza time. And, and we we still have very underused resources from my perspective and the Chamber's perspective with our stadium infrastructure. 
because um, they, they're doing really well, don't get me wrong, um, but there's so much capability to, to you know, choke it, um, choke it back even more, put, or take the choke off, I suppose, to do even more events in our, um, in our city yeah. infrastructure. And I think you can see that turnaround because it was um, the registered registered businesses on the Gold Coast has has grown from seventy one thousand in twenty twenty one to over seventy six thousand in twenty twenty two. Do you have any idea about what what is creating that that growth here? Because that's a- no, absolutely. I mean, that those numbers. It's no secret that the Gold Coast is the small business capital of Australia, and that's a a badge we certainly wear very proudly, not just our chamber, but every chamber, and to be honest, every business, and quite rightly. Um, what we are seeing is since COVID is you do have a lot more of these businesses that have been set up as a result of that, um, not necessarily with food trucks, but maybe people um, conducting their businesses from their home, um, taking that opportunity and that leap of faith in themselves. And it could be anything from a home, um, like my, my neighbour, literally my neighbour, she's set up her own um clothes repair business so she's doing that from her from her garage and it's kitted out and, and to its credit during COVID council did offer that um, ability to temporarily rezone um, the ability to, to, to do business from your home which I, I think and the chamber thinks was was fantastic and really did um, did give the opportunity and on the back of that the entrepreneurial way is that we've seen those businesses prosper so that that big spike um, is in part to that but also the goal Coast is an awesome place to do business and mm. if you look at the amount of industrial estates that are springing up around Yatla and even in the fringes and even some brownfield sites I'm sat here now in Burley and there's a massive tilt slab development going up in an industrial um, existing industrial area I think 12 units are going into where there was just one unit before so there's massive um, massive investment look people came up here to live they're going to work when they're up here so um, all those people that moved up into state have now got things to do yeah, absolutely. So, so to follow on, on from that, um, there's a rapid growth. But what do you see as the challenges moving forward for the Gold Coast, probably in the short term and and medium term? Oh, look, I, I don't want to get dragged too much into the transport side of stuff, but there's no doubt those of us that drive around the coast, mm. whether it's dropping kids at school or even just trying to get to the beach on the weekend, yep. it is a massive deterrent. Uh, the M1 Kuma connectors light rail, heavy rail, they are all an absolute necessity to get sorted. Um, and it's got to be a conjoined piece of work. And council, to their credit, is, is starting to think about how that personalised on-demand transport will work. Um, and in my time at Surfside, we we were fortunate to be part of the same group that rolled out that Mobike trial, which was that first iteration of um, the electric bicycles. And despite the international company folding towards the end, right at the end, we started to see people actually using those um, those bikes to ride up from the house to the bus stops, leaving those bikes at bus stops, jumping on bikes and in reverse, which is exactly how the model needs to work. So um, transport, personalised transport is a real opportunity for the city. Um, you know, we as a chamber have spoken about the need to to look at um, you know, boats and ferries as an opportunity to move people around and that whole east-west corridor, which is being developed. But yeah, um, a, a big a big stumbling block for us is transport, especially this side of the Olympics. Mm. Yeah, and bringing on the and talking about the Olympics, what then do you see as the opportunities moving forward for the Gold Coast? No, no, the, the um, Commonwealth Games was um, a fantastic experience and. I was in the transport hub every night during the games and 
and we saw it move like clockwork once the right people, once the right pieces were put on the board and, and we utilised the um, abilities of the Gold Coast businesses to actually um, put their experience and knowledge to work. So once that little stumbling block from the opening ceremony was, um, you know, sort of um, achieved or um, surpassed, that it ran really smoothly. So we know we've got this, um, you know, city event status and the capability to handle these events. Um, there's still a few hiccups, like we saw at the Harry Styles concert where it took a long time for people to get back. But at the same time, the opportunities um, for us this side of the Olympics is to get is to get the light rail all the way to the coast. That's a, that's a no-brainer. But also to start, it's also a bit of a, a community engagement responsibility is to start thinking about the way we do um the way that we do travel around but the good the good thing we've got going for us is the shake-up of, of the council entities that that has come to a bit of a head with experienced gold coast so that's a, a real opportunity for us to to, to re-engage students obviously travelers and to use the the stadiums and the readiness of, of major events that perhaps hasn't gone as well as we'd hoped since the abolishment of the various alliances, the Surface Paradise Alliances and Broad Beach. So a real opportunity there. And, of course, the, the big issue for a lot of our businesses on the coast is still workforce planning or lack thereof. Um, and, again, that's where we see a big void still with the students. Um, and there's other stuff that every level of government can help with that, getting the students back, increasing their workable hours um, under the, you know, with the feds and the, the easement, the easement on the restrictions on visas, um, and and also trying to get some of the oldies back into the workforce by lifting their mm. their cap on hours. So yeah, huge opportunities. And the experience Gold Coast is is going to be a, a really interesting journey and one that we're keen to support. Yeah, and I I guess one of the topics that's really spoken about on the Gold Coast is housing and um, rental and affordability. Is this a focus of the chamber, or is this not? Or um... oh, absolutely. And if I just put my community home fund hat on for a moment and our board is a voluntary board made up of the great and the good of course we meet monthly and go through applications and the the, the applications are just growing each month for people in desperate need but overwhelmingly in the last year two years it's a lot about rental assistance so it's it's your traditional families with 2.5 children both in work with complete impossible situations of not being able to find somewhere to live or rent so um, and having been a product of social housing myself, um, we desperately need to have some more affordable housing here on the coast. Um, absolutely. And you look at the developments going around the around the city and you look at other um, international cities where we have integrated transit orientated developments around infrastructure. There's, there's huge potential and the city certainly started to have those conversations. But housing is a big thing. People can't afford to live near where they work. Therefore, they can't work. And that's a bit of a vicious circle that we're seeing, particularly with the smaller businesses. So that's why it's taking us longer to get our coffee at the weekend. Um, the, the, those of us that are patient and understand the plight of that, that family, which will be working behind the counter, it's, it's really tricky um, without that, that, staff com- that staff flow coming in. Mm. As I said, you the chamber represents you know uh, you know hundreds upon hundreds of um, businesses and associations on the Gold Coast. Um, is there an emphasis for the Gold Coast uh, for the chamber moving forward, or is there you know uh, a sec- something that that is the concentration for the Gold for the chamber moving forward? 
Yeah, so the, the, the Gold Coast Central Chamber was uh, an amalgamation of all the smaller chambers, Surface Paradise, Rubina, um, Narang, et cetera, et cetera, I think maybe 10 years ago, just before my time. Um, so it evolved from having a, a geographical remit, you know, a representative of each region. This year, the execs sat down, uh, the board rather, re-established ourselves into pillars. Um, one overarching one is the emerging technologies, which is, um, sorry, emerging industries, which um, has really resonated in every conversation I'm sure you and every colleague is having. So we're lucky to have the junior chamber on our board, and that's part of our strategy. So we've engaged um, that sub-35 group of of generally employees rather than business owners. But again, it's bridging that that knowledge and skills gap as we try and strategize our way forward. So absolutely, we've changed the way we're, we're thinking, we're self-managing all our events, but also focusing those events around main industry pillars. Uh, you talked about the Economic Health Check Breakfast, which is a, a, an annual event. We have our Transport Forum, which is in its fourth year this year, because transport is such a key event for the city and we have our um, annual business breakfast which is again a well-attended event um, which we do in partnership with a community fund which really brings business and community together um, very successfully. Mm. No that's excellent gosh. Um, so what is it about the Gold Coast that you love? What What is it that keeps you passionate about the Gold Coast? But as I said, I've got four four kids under fourteen. You know, a wife and a dog, and it's just an absolute blessing to to walk around the streets, ride the motorbike, or even just go for a walk along the beach. But everyone does it with a genuine smile and a spring in their step. Um, it's the nice wide roads. It's the availability of services and industry that we have here. So it's also the potential. If you look at again, mm-hmm. the Com Games was fantastic. And you even look around Brisbane and the, the legacy items that, that hang over still from parts of, of Expo in 88, I think. So imagine how great it's going to be after the Olympics. Yeah, and that's it. We, we all talk about the Olympics and the, the value proposition of, of what, you know, yeah, international tourism, the, the focus on it. But it really is that legacy piece that, you know, that we get left behind with that we that moves us forward and propels us, can potentially propel us forward. Um, oh, so look at this. The, the, air, the air show coming up. Sorry, um, so no, the air show right. coming up in August. We really need to, to to fully understand and swallow the potential this is going to have. Not just from you know a spectacular event, which it will be. It's that perpetual nature of it every every two years. I can only imagine, from what I'm told, it's going to get bigger and bigger. But that also opens the doors for all sorts of international negotiations, which I don't think we. We benefited from as fully as we could during the Com Games. Um, there was, a, as you know, a trade mission associated with the Com Games, but let's hope that with the Olympics, that can um, that can really be put into overdrive. Yeah, and certainly we've learned a lot through that Com Games about the value, a business value of it. And I think it's about positioning. And I, I'm sure your chamber's taking this on. It's about positioning um, companies and and businesses to really take advantage of having those those companies here and those that opportunity to be in the spotlight to to sell what we have here on the Gold Coast. And we have amazing industries on the Gold Coast. We have the the most advanced you know manufacturing industry. We now have you know I think it was um, eight point four billion it's worth to the Gold Coast. I mean it's an amazing industry. And if you look at the health and you know the, the whole health, the Gold Coast Health and Knowledge Precinct, which is just doing amazing international trade and, and um, business. Um, and then who would have thought we live on the Gold Coast and we're building rockets? 
It's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's um, crazy, but such a great story. And we actually live right near the Health and Knowledge Precinct, and, and we go there multiple times a week. And it's it's a really vibrant place to, to not just be, but also to be near. Um, you can just pick up the energy of everyone walking around, and it's great to see it going gangbusters. Yeah, and it's encouraging these um, massive talents and you know, skills to the Gold Coast, which will only springboard the Gold Coast forward. So the amount of um, you know really good skilled workforce. But let's talk about workforce. Um, so one of the one of the issues we are having, and it's not just the Gold Coast; it's Australia, it's global. Um, is that is the uh, lack of employees or skills on the Gold Coast? So. I know I've been working closely with you on the uh, regional job committee, but what's your thinking around that? Um, uh, and particularly with your small business, I think hat on um, in your chamber or the businesses, how do they see that this is rolling out? Is there still a major issue? Um, is there, a, is there, a, I don't know, a solution? Look, there, it is obviously still an issue. You can't have the population growth as we have. You can't have that increase in, in business numbers without having people to actually man the handle. Um, so yeah, it, it really still is um, it really still is a big issue. But again, part of what we're trying to do with the chamber is just reframe the way we look at things. And to that, I mean, it's not, and I've experienced it myself in, in my, my manufacturing job here, it's not about dollars and cents that you're offering people because goodness knows everyone is fishing in the same small barrel for the same people. Um, big salaries, little salaries, people are now making a very conscious choice um, over the values, the culture of the business, flexibility, and also their ESG uh, you know, policies, their commitments over money. And that's, I'm not old, but it's astounding that people are making those decisions now because certainly when I was going through the ranks, it was, it was about getting to the, to the financial outcome as quickly as possible. So that's really informing the way we see the workforce choosing where they go, and we're lucky from our perspective with electric vehicle manufacturing that we're one of those sexy, um, sexy toys at the moment that people want to come and play with and, and be part of. So, um, again, to your point about rocket ships, it's the same sort of allure that, um, that those guys have. So we need to reframe that and support our businesses, which we're trying to do, to make um, the more traditional industries equally um, appealing from a cultural and values perspective. Yeah, and I think that change has really been emphasised from COVID, became like a lifestyle. We want work-life balance now. We used to talk about it, Martin, all the time. I spoke about it. We never had it. We pretended. Um, but since COVID, it's really it's really hit home that we we are, we now need to offer a work-life life balance to our employees. And, and I think that's one of the good outcomes of it between you and I and every one of the listeners. No, no, it really is. And, you know, now even even traditionally very site-specific jobs uh, are talking about, you know, RDOs in industries where you never think about having an RDO or, or that flexible nine-week fortnights um, or any and all of the above. So it can be done. There's obviously areas where it can't, but certainly, um, you know, I, we took delivery of an Amazon delivery yesterday afternoon on a Sunday, which is just, yep. um, yeah. it's just crazy. It is. Well, thank you for talking to me. Last words, Martin. Give us some uplifting words for the end. Oh, look, you know, I'm well documented of saying it takes a village to raise a child and it, it really does. And our energy desperately needs to go into the, the kids that are in, in school right now and making sure there's a value proposition for them into entering a workplace going forward and 
certainly the Gold Coast in the next nine years um, and onwards, but certainly this side of the Olympics is the place to be. Yeah. Look, thank you very much for speaking with me today. It's been really interesting. I'm sure we're going to catch up with you again in the near future. Thank you. Thanks, Priscilla. Thanks for listening today. For a complete list of podcast episodes and transcripts, go to rdagoldcoast.org.au slash podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn or Twitter.